0: We're coming because we are all very excited about this subject that pastor Steve started. Let me first let you know that this same subject came up in the island church a couple of weeks ago and I and I and I went to the uh, chat group and I was very elated about the subject. And so when it was his own turn to minister on Sunday, he said he was doing forgiveness. I thought you were the one that was invited to do that, but it's the same spirit. Because just a few weeks after we start looking at the principles of forgiveness, let us bless God for the Lord is speaking clearly to our hearts. Hallelujah! Pastor Steve, take a seat. You're going to be here with me. Um, I'll help me bring this here now. Um, today, the principle has been um, enunciated on Sunday, so I won't go over that. But it is an interactive Bible study, and so we want you to speak up, ask, a, ask your questions, make comments, um, bring some quotes, so that we thrash out this thing. And can I tell you what God is trying to do? Like he said, God is trying to get the hindrance out of the way so that we can come into our harvest. And so it's a very timely thing, and um, Pastor Steve is going to stay with me. And just sit down and be comfortable. You can go and get your iPad or something, so we're going to do this together. Amen. You get two pastors for one service today. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Let me ask you, is forgiveness an issue or not? Do we need to talk about it or not? Do, look at your neighbor and say, do you know that some people are having trouble forgiving you? <laughs> you know, we always talk about people we want to forgive. What about people that don't want to forgive you? As long as a lot of people are holding in unforg- unforgiveness, your life is not safe. May the Lord deliver us in Jesus' name. The first scripture I want to bring to your attention to show you the intensity uh, of this subject and the urgency with which we need to deal with it, that scripture is found in Matthew chapter 6 verses 14 and 15. If you can put 14 and 15, Matthew 14 together, the translation of choice for effect would be the Amplified Bible. Hallelujah. I want you to pay attention or I know a lot of people wish they'll get here before it's late because you either deal with forgiveness or forgiveness is already dealing with you. I don't think you heard me. You either deal with unforgiveness or unforgiveness is already dealing with you. you find that as you go along. Let's read this together. For if you forgive people their trespasses, their reckless and willful sins, leaving them, letting them go, and giving up resentment, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, even their reckless and willful sins leaving them letting them go and giving up resentment neither will your heavenly father I can't hear you forgive you your trespasses the bible says blessed is the man whose sins are forgiven which means anybody whose sins are not forgiving cannot have a lot to do with blessing. And God is saying, get this straight. If you don't do it, I won't do it. I like this scripture particularly. Let me read it to your hearing because I wasn't getting your participation enough. Who, who is the person that always say, read? Is it Pastor Etefia I say, read in a certain way when he's preaching. How, how does he put it? You know, what Pastor Etefia how he says, say this with me there's a way he says it that you, you say I want to use his style today well anyway t- till I ask you to read something else for if you forgive people their trespasses that would have been easy except that the bible says they're reckless and willful sins leaving them and letting them go and giving up what giving up what I can't hear you giving up what giving up resentment not just forgive give up resentment it says if you don't i won't do it now change that to the message translation of the bible i published that in the chat group for the church this morning and some of you responded thank you it says read with me this time and read well in prayer. There is a connection between what God does and what you do. You can't get forgiveness from God, for instance, without also forgiving others. If you choose to do your part, you cut yourself off from God's part. If you refuse to do your part, it's not really God's fault because you cut yourself off from God's part. Does that make sense or not? Is that clear or not? Let's let's look at the, the amplified version again. It says, if you forgive people their trespasses, they're reckless and willful sins. That already is almost annoying me. How can I forgive some recklessness? Willfulness. You know, we really need to know what God expects. So that we can line up with God. Are you there? How many of us will admit that. It's easy to forgive sins that are mistakes. Or it's easier to forgive sins that are mistakes. Can I see your hand up? But reckless. Sins. Pastor Steve. Willful sin. Do you get the picture? And then not only do you forgive give up resentment. Let me ask you here. Have you not forgiven people before and you're still resentful? Somebody, you lend somebody money. And the, the person said, I need it for school fees and used it to go and have a party. And you find out, someone say reckless. Someone say willful. Was that an accident? So all the time, he was palming you. The money that you wanted to save you decided to sow a seed to help somebody, and the guy squandered the money. And the Lord says, Forgive him and don't be resentful. So he comes around the next day and he wants to hug you. Hello. He wants to hug you. So you're looking at him and say, Just because I forgave you, you know, reach like that, too. Oh, come on now. Why are you all can you let the person hug you the next day? Why not? I want to hear from you. Why not? He never reached like that. As I forgive you, just stay in your lane. That's a good place to clap for me because I'm getting close to you now. You know, I mean, to me that sounds fair. If I were there, I would tell the fellow, say, "You're on too much because they forgave you. Just carry your two left leg, proceed to the altar and pray for forgiveness." You want to hug? Hug who? Hello. I want to show you something. I published also a commentary that on, on, while unforgiveness holds you chained to an ugly and painful past, forgiveness changes the future for the better and releases you to enter into your better days. How many of you saw that? I published it very early this morning, around six something. While unforgiveness holds you chained to an ugly, painful past, may we get past our past in Jesus' name. Forgiveness, on the other hand, changes the future for the better and releases you to enter into those better days. Perhaps this is why God is saying "Forgive." unforgiveness is not worth it. Let me ask a question is it true or not that when somebody really damaged you did something really really hurtful is it not true that until you really forgive the person you're still carrying your pain around let me show your hand up is it not true So one way or the other, you may be disguising it, you may be hiding it, you must be camouflaging it, but you are still carrying your pain around. So this statement that while unforgiveness holds you chained to an ugly, painful past, is true. As long as you don't forgive, you are carrying the baggage of your past at the expense of a better future. And what unforgiveness does, it doesn't allow you to enter the future. You may even see it. So God is saying, when God says, don't do something, it's not because he wants to make life difficult. It is for our benefit. Are you there? And so I said, um, forgiveness changes the future for the better and releases you to enter your better days. And I said, you cannot afford to miss this rosy future that is knocking on the door will you say amen to that let me establish something about how unforgiveness works i hope i find um this one it's unforgiveness is something that we feel entitled to hold on to because somebody really really messed up but let's forget the person Let's look at you and I who are holding on to unforgiveness. The state of that person does not matter as much as your state. And I want to show you what the state looks like in the word of God. And that may be the reason why a lot of us are still in a place we don't want to be. And there's a scripture in the Psalms, I think, that I'm looking for. Hmm. It talks about how we are incarcerated behind iron bars. May the captives be set free to enjoy the life God Mm -hmm. has promised us in Jesus' mighty name. Hmm. Give me a little moment. I have so many scriptures here that... I may not have time to share all of them today, but I'm going to want to end up in serious prayer and there'll be deliverance on Mount Zion in Jesus' mighty name. Wow, what's going on here? Okay, I'll come back to that. But let's read um, Hebrews 12, verses 14 to 15 from the Message Bible. Hebrews 12, 14 to 15. No, from the Living Bible. The Living Bible. Let's read. Ha. Try, come on now, try to stay out of all quarrels and seek to live a clean and holy life for one who is not holy will not see the Lord. Look after each other so that not one of you will fail to find what? God's best blessings. Watch out that no bitterness takes root among you for as it springs up, it causes deep trouble, hurting many in their spiritual lives. Let me emphasize the key point. Verse 14 says, stay, try to stay out of what? All quarrels. Someone say all quarrels. Try to stay out of all quarrels and seek to live a clean and holy life for one who is not holy will not see the Lord. Look after each other so that not one of you will fail to find God's, what? Best blessings. Let me ask, is there anybody here that can afford to miss out on God's best blessings? It says, if you don't want to miss out on it, stay out of all kinds of quarrels. Is it not from quarrels and disagreements that hurts, Huh? and unforgiveness start from? How easy is it to start a quarrel? Very easily. Are Nigerians quarrelsome or not? You're not just saying, ah, ah, ah. What does that mean? Are Nigerians quarrelsome or not? Do we get into a lot of quarrels or not? The Bible is saying, if you want to enjoy God's best blessings, stay out of all quarrels. Okay, if you stay out of all kind of quarrels, are you likely to be needing to be people, forgiving people? No. A lot has to do with these quarrels. God's best blessings. Help me look at your neighbor and say, God's best blessings are at stake right now. Look at the person the best blessings from God that you want, they are at stake right now. May we not miss out in Jesus' name. It didn't say blessings. God's best blessings. So when you hold on to unforgiveness, it may be at the risk of losing God's best blessings. Which is why Pastor Steve is bringing us the word and say, Let us examine this forgiveness thing. I want to ask a question. Is it easy to forgive? Why is it not easy? God says so now is it easy to forgive even the most holy people looking people in church are shaking their heads brother awesome stand up you know you strike me as an awesome christian i don't even think you this guy can take offense at anything i've never seen him raise his voice but you were shaking your head even for awesome Your name is not awesome. So I'm not going to ask you, but this name is awesome. You mean for even an awesome Christian, forgiveness is not easy? Can we clap for him? I have another question. Why is it even harder to forget even when you try to forgive? I want an answer. Why is it even harder to forget? Even when you try to forgive. Yeah, you me you're raising your hand. But can you clap for her? Just anyone that speaks we want to encourage them to speak. I'll come to you, Sami. something close to that. Can you feel her? You should be clapping when you're feeling somebody. Uh-huh. Uh-huh.
1: something close
0: Yes. Okay, um Lighty, you speak and then we come I'm echoing, so don't do that. And then you come to Sammy. waiting for your reaction is she speaking for you she says when you seem to have forgiven somebody they cannot move on but you are still dealing with hurt and they're just like hey and you seem to be on your own that's why it's difficult to forget a round of applause for her okay sammy and then i'll come to you Sky is still there. I, here. So, I
2: don't know how you want to erase it. It's like
0: using cream or bleach, you know. <laughs> God will turn the scar to a beauty mark. When God turns the the mark to a beauty, uh, the scar to a beauty mark, then you will be able to forget. Let's
3: hear her.
4: know what
0: to do. If you're feeling her, just appreciate her. (laughs) As long as there's a vacuum, hmm, it's hard to forget. May the Lord minister healing to us today in Jesus name. I'm going to ask another question and it's just to get us to the place where we're open to receive the touch of the Lord. The truth is, is I asked my staff, I said, what is the percentage of Christians that you think are dealing with unforgiveness? And someone said 90 percent. Who said 99? If at 90 percent of the members of this church, 99.999. That's why we must clap for Pastor uh, Steve now. By the time we have 99.9% of us dealing with a problem that will not allow us to enter our rosy future, we got to deal with that problem because the problem is already dealing with us. Are you there? Another question. Why do we secretly feel justified to hold on to our grudge? The word justify is, uh-huh, after all, who knows what I'm talking about. Do we not? all forgiveness thrives on the feeling of I am justified to be angry. I'm justified to be wary of you. Is, is it not true? You want to say something, give her the microphone. Help me encourage them as they speak. I mean, over How do you
5: want
0: to wait, wait, wait? It. Over and over, one person. Have you met anybody that does that over and over? No, no, it's not true. Somebody does the same anointing over and over and over and over again.
5: And you speak about you, and every time he does, or uh, he or she does. Uh huh. This thing I don't like. It please. Uh-huh. Never, I'm sorry. Never <laughs> next week. This thing. Again, as of a, you can even go a step further. This thing, how far now? I still spoke, then it will not look as if you didn't forget because if you say, I still spoke about it.
0: So they will say, well, you, yeah, are ah, yeah, hey, you are still bringing up that one.
5: You are still bringing up what I said I was sorry now. Then you say, Okay, I forgive you. Two months later, they come again, they press that same button. You see, justification.
0: One person has to come, they come again. No, well, one person has to come, they come again.
5: They come, it's true now. What today? Because as far as I'm concerned, them <laughs> and a host of others. Because I don't know
0: why. One Can you help me appreciate that? Because we're breaking the word now. And walls are going to come down today. Walls are going to come down. Minister Mota, you want to say something? Let her hear. I want to hear you speak in the microphone. Uh huh. Seven.
5: Seven. Seven. See, you, you don't know what forgiveness is. Still that is the only option that you have. Yes, because hello hello, I've been in a situation where I don't have option but to forgive. I don't have option but to just let go. Is is the problem still on Capital Y yes. have you let go, I don't have a choice.
0: Hey, that is senior level can you see they're not clapping for you? They say you're a minister. You're on your own. (laughs) Me, I'm not a minister. I'm coming to your level. Aha. Another minister. Minister Dupe, Let's hear you. Don't give us ministerial level. Give us everybody's level.
5: time. But do you know what I did? I wrote down the name of the person that hurts me. I won't even say name. Names. And I began to mention their names. And I began to say, I forgive you. Brother Lagbaja, I forgive you, sister Lagbaja. I kept on doing it for months. It was not easy. Wait, wait, wait. wait. I
0: I caught what you said. I forgive you,
5: brother. Yes.
0: I forgive you, Sister. sister. Yes. Meaning that Christians can or let me ask, can Christians hurt? That's why it's paining you.
5: The scripture says, I said, offense will come. But the Bible says that will But what you need to do is to just let go. That's
0: so crazy. you you wrote the names and you recited forgiveness yes. it over, was not easy. Yes. over so months. I, yes. And what happened?
5: I got my healing.
0: So as you spoke it out, it transformed you. Yes, sir. The wound in your heart was being healed. Yes, sir. And in course of time, you found out you didn't feel the resentment anymore. At all. Oh my God. Can you clap for her? Thank you. Thank you. That, that is helpful. So, you know, Minister Adukai, do you know what I understand now? Perhaps this forgiveness is not a short journey. Yeah. You know, Christians like touch and go. Pastor, pray for me. Anointing, then it's good. Maybe we're not good at this forgiveness because it's not touch and go. So we're not used to staying the course. So when you say, I forgive you once, twice, and you still don't feel different, you leave it and go back to square one. What she said is she stayed with it. Perhaps. The offense is much deeper than saying it once. Perhaps the offense requires you going through the motions. And you can't go through the motions if you don't know what is at stake. Let me show you what is at stake. Oh, unfortunately, you don't have this version of the Bible on your system up there. The ESV is the one realize I was looking for. Um, And it says, Proverbs 18 verse 19 says, a brother offended is more unyielding than a strong city. B-pad says, and quarreling is like the bars of a castle. Quarreling is what? Like the bars of a castle. Let me explain what that means. Quarreling puts you behind the bars inside a castle. A lot of people don't know that a castle normally is supposed to be built to be beyond reach. For safety. So it's usually built on high grounds that to navigate up the scale is impossible. It's built on something that has a share drop on all sides. So if you want to get there, how do you climb? And then when you get to a castle, the security is so intense. So when you quarrel and you are guilty of unforgiveness and resentment, basically you transform yourself to be locked in a castle that is not even reachable. Quarrelling is like the bars of a castle. So your destiny is looking for you but can't find you. And when they find you, they can't reach you. And when you are in a castle, high altitude, high altitude, overlooking deep ocean and impregnable forests and animals and you're standing behind the bars. You can see the future, the rosy future you prayed about. You can see the destiny beckoning to you, but you can't reach it. You can't go and you can't come to you. That's what unforgiveness does. Have you noticed that people that practice unforgiveness generally don't move? It's so involving, it just saps everything about you. The best of you goes to fuel your anger, your resentment, and your unforgiveness. So you have very little left to build anything. Quarreling is like the bars of a castle. You can't escape. Because destiny is beckoning to us. Many of us want to move ahead. The trap of the enemy, unforgiveness, resentment, is a masterpiece of a plan. You subscribe to it, you're not going anywhere. Satan doesn't even need to come back. You're already behind bars. May the Lord come today to set the captives free. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So, um, what am I saying? Unforgiveness puts your destiny on lockdown. You can write that down. Unforgiveness has the effect of putting your destiny under lockdown. I'll give you an example. Ladies, ladies, say, Pastor, I hear you. When you were in university, you had a handsome guy that came into your life and spoke all the nice things and broke your heart in pieces and even ground your heart into powder. Hello. Hello. You know, that boy that, his picture is still in your face. Okay. Now, what the scripture means by quarreling is like bars of a castle is that the guy has long gone. He probably lives in Spain now on one island. You don't even know where he is. He probably can't even remember your face. Such a long time ago. And you're still carrying the resentment, you're still carrying the pain. Do you know what he did? 30 years ago, your husband is still paying for it till today. So, you have not come out of that prison to enjoy relationship because you predicate every reaction to what the feeling you got from that guy. It's been programmed into your thinking. When we get to hurts, you will understand it. When somebody messes you up, do you feel hurt or not? Do you know where hurt goes? hurt goes to your soul. Your soul is the seat of your intellect, your will, and your emotions. And they're so intricately woven together that when somebody hurts your soul, it affects the way you feel, it affects the way you think, and it affects what you can do, your will, and what you can't do. So if you don't forgive the person, that single occurrence programs mostly everything you do for the rest of your life. Particularly in that area. If it's finance, it's going to be like If it's a relationship, it's going to be like that. So, not forgiving somebody is subscribing to failure in almost area, every area of life or mostly related areas of life for the rest of your life. And so, if this lady... Fifteen years after the guy is gone, keeps sabotaging relationships that they have because her reaction is she's ignites. She is quarrelsome. She is uh, what's that word? She has security issues. She's is not. She's insecure. She has a complex. She's aggressive. So. Relationship after relationship, nothing ever works. Or if it works, it doesn't last. Because of somebody that is long gone. It's true. Or it is like bars of a castle. And the pastor keeps praying for the person. The pastor keeps recommending the person. And that person, because they refuse to forgive, forgive and to forget, sabotage every opportunity that destiny is Beckoning to them, you can come out of there. Am I? Are you getting the picture? Many of us are still reacting over something that happened 10, 20, 30 years ago. You want to say something? Please give her the microphone. Sister Genevieve, help me appreciate her. Come on.
3: in our
1: pains as a process.
0: The process, yes. yes. We're, we're, we're definitely going there. Um, what I'm trying to do is to get us to understand how devastating it is. So that when I say let us move, in fact, people will be in front of me. Because, let me tell you, the, 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 the battle is the battle of the mind. When the enemy sells us a lie that makes us feel justified not to forgive, justified to be resentful it's a masterpiece you sabotage everything yourself till eternity so if we're going to change the course we have to come to the root of the problem as a man thinketh so he is I talked about justification. Justification is a rash, is rational thinking. I am justified to be angry. I'm justified not to trust you. I'm justified not to want to do anything with you. And that same justification is what shuts down destiny. Not everything you feel entitled to is good for you. Okay, let me let me quickly move to hers. You you they, they there is a they are so related that we need to talk about hurt. Hurt is the wound of the soul. The way you can wound me or bruise me on my body is the same way you can wound my soul. I'll show you the scriptures in the Bible. And the wound or the hurt of the soul is very hard to heal. When your body is broken, somebody can lay hands and it heals. It's not like that for the soul. Show me one scripture where the healing of the soul is touch and wound. And that's why most people carry the wound of the soul throughout their lives. But there's provision in the Bible, but we just didn't investigate it. I said to you, the soul, man is a spirit, yeah? He possesses a soul and he lives in the body. So the soul is so important, the will, the intellect, the emotions, the feelings. And particularly women should listen to me because women are a bundle of feelings. And Satan knows that. And from the garden of Eden, he's been having a field day with women. He just goes to the area of feelings once it sells that, the program is uh, is initiated let me for instance abused people physically abused people they usually carry a deep wound in their soul particularly sexually abused people they have a wound in their soul. Let, let, let me ask you, what are the characteristic traits of somebody that is wounded in their soul? You know what they say? Abused people become abusive. Have you heard that one before? Come on, have you heard that before? Does it make sense? You want to give us... Uh, characteristic traits of people with a wound in their soul. They
5: are mostly angry... Very yes, very angry, and they, you said you said something before. when you feel entitled, entitled to your heart, because you are the one who went through it. You, you know it was done to me. You don't know how I feel. I think I should forgive, but I'm entitled to this hurt because what was done to me is so bad. So sometimes they are really angry at life. You know, for at God, why did you let it happen to me at the time it did? And so it, it takes it goes with them through life. And in saying that, I want to ask questions too. I was waiting to ask two questions related to what you just asked. The first one is on behalf of um, one of our online listeners. I said I was going to ask it in church on behalf of the person. So you've already kind of answered it, but so they know that I brought it up. She said, how do you forgive, in the name of forgiveness, Christians, how do you forgive a partner, a spouse, who, has, who constantly abuses you physically and, and emotionally? And they say, you forgive and forget. How do you do that? Now, when I spoke to this person, she now said, um, she gave a scenario of a woman that her husband has abused her physically, emotionally, and then eventually she left. And he, he got arrested for molesting a child as well. So when he came out, maybe he's changed or whatever, but now he wants he wants forgiveness, he wants to come back. And the lady's like, I don't want because I've moved on. So she, she asked that, and it was based on the, what you preached on Sunday, that how is it easy for you to tell that lady, go back, because you're a Christian, you should forgive, so go back to him, you know, um, so that's one question. Can, can, we, so, yes. uh,
0: can we applaud the online person? I'll come to, let me quickly answer that question. Do, you see, the Bible says, God is not willing that any should perish, yeah? but all should repent. We should allow people to embrace repentance. But then, repentance with mouth is not the same as repentant in truth. So that's why John the Bible says, bring forth fruits showing repentance. And the Bible says, test all spirits and hold fast to that which is true. So when the man comes out from jail and says, I have repented, oh, glory be to God. But you have to prove that you have repented by showing what the fruits show repentance. Can I tell you something? Love can be given freely. Respect is earned. So, for me to have a relationship with you, you have, I have to have respect for you. So, respect being something I cannot give. is only fools that want to give respect. Respect should be earned. I will st- stay around at a relative distance and observe you over a period of time when your actions match your words then i allow you to move closer and you know a relationship that is tested is likely to work than a relationship that just some extreme emotional gush. so for this lady she should allow anyone to say i want to repent the moment you don't let people repent you cannot be a christian church is a place of repented people anybody should be allowed to come to the altar to repent but how much I trust you, or I engage with you, it will take time. Because the Bible says, love your neighbor as yourself. It didn't say love your neighbor more than yourself. Does that help? So, it can grow that relationship. I have seen people, their best person come out when they leave jail. All the things you try to get them from doing, stop doing before jail, they, they don't listen. But when they come from jail, I don't want to buy it. You don't write off people. You allow them to prove who they have become. But if a lot of people are frauds, they don't want you to test what they're saying. They just want you to embrace them. Tell her, I said, no way. If You see, he that believes does not make haste. So if you know that you have changed, then be patient to let me find out. Praise
1: God. Hallelujah. Praise God.
5: Praise God. I, I hope she's listening. And the second one is this this is um, a scenario that most of us know. I just want clarification. Um, someone who has been abused sexually, um, raped, maybe when they were young, by someone that they looked up to, uncle, spiritual father. Now, years have passed by, the person has carried this hurt. Now, is it unforgiveness when the person comes to a place where they kind of want that p- person to pay for what they've done? So yes, you now, you now publicly say it. You come to social media, or you, you you say it out because you want the person to pay for it does it mean you do not truly forgive the person because you want the person to be brought to book
0: this story sounds very familiar (laughs) all of you have your smartphones with you I know you have turned it on now see nobody knows the spirit of a man except the Lord so it's only the Lord that knows the intents of a man's heart you understand? but my caution is this the Bible says vengeance is mine saith the Lord when you want to extract vengeance you're literally taking from the hand of God And once you take something from the hand of God, you are saying, I am God. Or at that point in time, you're on your own. Now, there is law. The law should be allowed to take its course. So if it becomes a matter of the law, let the law run its course. But in terms of looking for vengeance, the Bible is clear. If a matter needs to be reported to the police, let it be reported. But it's not because you think you're the one that extracts vengeance. Because the Bible says, obey the law of the land. And the law of the land says, if you rape, you will, this is a sentence and so on. Let the law take its course. Do you understand? So, I won't say any more about that. Okay, we want to move on very quickly. Make your questions or contribution fast. Uh, we want to get to the place of healing. I want, I want us to deal with hurts. How many of you know that we're carrying hurts? Come on now, let me see your hand up. What's the percentage of Christians that carry hurts in their hearts? Anybody? 40%? Angelis, how many percent? Huh? 85? 99%? Should we deal with hurts tonight? Do you know that hurt is hurting you? And it's hurting your future. And it's hurting your blessings? So tonight, you want to deal with that. quick.
2: Sincerely, forgiveness is the attribute of the strong. Only the strong that can forgive. That's this, a good place to clap. This my question goes to Pastor Steve. When you preached on Sunday, I I jumped on my feet when you told your story, sir. I didn't have. I had not so good relationship with my father, and uh, before he passed to, you know, reconcile with him. But I thought I have, I have forgiven him. But there is this uh, monster, Let me put it that way, there is this side that always occurs. Especially, I don't have a good relationship with my first son. The guy keeps on doing always the Out. So I want to ask her, how did you do it or how what you advise do? It.
3: Okay, it's a very practical and sensitive question. then it shows you the price that is needed to pay to attain that great future. And suddenly, part of the content of the price is the need to let go certain words. Then you are in a conflicted situation. To either decide to let go and embrace the quality of that future, or you walk the path of being healed through repeated vengeance. Because some people will never be healed until they see their victim down. Because the whole essence of unforgiveness forgiveness is just a subconscious attempt to be self-healed. And that can't happen until you embrace the ordinance of God. You can't do it in your natural flesh. So, my recommendation or my suggestion or my approach that I embrace was I knew that I had a larger life than my father. I knew that my destiny was more colorful than my father. But I also knew that if I stayed on the memory of what he had done to me, of course certainly will not fulfill my own destiny, but I will continue the circle down to my next generation. And so somebody needed to put a stop to that flow of bitterness. And I took the responsibility to hurt it through the identity grace then I looked at the destiny ahead of me to say this is more colorful than the ugly scenario this man painted. And then the last thing I told myself, and this is the truth I told myself this is the truth. This father of mine only acted within the capacity and the bandwidth of his knowledge. All he did was within his revelation, his understanding, his maturity, the available counsel around him. I'm an improved version, an hybrid entity of him
0: Something to that. I picked up some things people may have missed. You said, "My son, my first son, is acting in a way that is robbing you the wrong way. That if you react the way you should react, you will evoke the same imagery that you had of your father. You evoke it in your son." You said the same thing that you had two daughters and your relationship is easy. You had to watch your relationship with your son. It was going south. You know what what that means? Anybody you hold like this and you don't let go, you are likely to become like them. I'm telling you, I have lived long enough and what you criticize so much about somebody... You will surprise yourself. When you start acting it out, and then you see nobody has three hundred and sixty degrees vision. If I stand like this, I can only see this. I can't see that. Any situation, any position you take is your position cannot be one hundred percent correct. For instance, you said something. Your dad, it's not. It wasn't. You didn't know this before. It's now that you're getting close. Revelation and maturity is showing you that. You can't judge the man so harshly. He knew much less than you know. He didn't have the counsel of a PFP in his life that you have. So, by using your own standard to judge him, you are doing injustice. You are now committing what he's doing, even though you are in a better environment. Sir? So you will end up being a worse sinner than him. And then, you see, life is so... You see, you need to be careful. There are some spiritual laws that has nothing to do with Christianity. It works for everybody. What you criticize about your dad is knocking on your door. Because what gets the father always comes for the son. That's why they say history repeats itself. I know I'm going to make myself vulnerable. I'm going to make myself vulnerable. I went through some things as a kid because I grew up in a home where my stepmother raised me. And I said some things and I judged my parents in certain ways. I never in my wildest dreams I will end up in the same position as them. If I had my judgment was less harsh, if I had forgiven them, there would have been grace for me instead of my pomposity and my judgmental attitude, which brought me to my knees. I found myself in the same position. So when I look back now. Maybe my father wasn't that stupid. Because here I care. Maybe if I had done the right thing and let God sort out some things, I would have grace. You, you, you see, you don't have all the picture about your dad. No, no, you don't. So your judgment is warped. It's only the side that you know. There's some side your mother has not told you. Trust me so be careful the easiest thing is to say you know what I just forgive many of us I'm warning you be careful history tends to want to repeat itself don't be almighty there's only one almighty there's only one judge of all there's only somebody that sees everything you don't see everything you don't know everything just yeah you feel bad well eh? what does God say okay I'm hurting God, heal my house. When I heard you talk about your son, my alarm went up. I said, never. Never. I know the little boy. Sorry. Is an exact replica. And Satan wants to show the boy what he would not like about you. Just like you didn't like something about your dad. Your son is going to find something he doesn't like about you too. And then, when you end up like me, that your son is now taller than you at a very young age, he now says, I don't need to stick with this for a long time. And then history starts to repeat itself. God forbid bad thing. Amen. Glory to God. And we're talking about the, the hurts. And I said, Describe the characteristic traits of those that are wounded in the soul. You said they're angry. You said they're reactionary. They, you said they're judgmental. What are the words? Just give me the words. They're they unforgiving. Easily irritated. They're withdrawn. They're vindictive. Help me clap for her. Very vindictive. They're judgmental. Now, look at the description. Look at all the, all, all the descriptions of the personality. Would you like to be that person we're describing? These are the attributes of those that carry a wound in their soul. Vindictive, unforgiving, very explosive, very irritable, very um, argumentative. Always gets in a quarrel. You know, look at the descriptions. The one thing is that it is ugly. So the wound in the soul makes everybody behave like this. So the one thing you want to do is, I don't need a wound in my soul. Because I don't want to become this ugly person. Sami, if that was you were describing, even your twin sons, they will start finding a way to dissociate themselves. There's nothing, there's nothing good about having a wound in your soul makes you an ugly person. And the worst thing is when you're carrying a wound in your soul, you know what people that carry wounds in their soul do? They think if I have a lot of money, they start being excessive, buying things, flying jets, just to medicate the wound in their soul. That's why you see some women, no matter what, they will still do butt lift, ear lift, stomach talk. They just can't stop because what
3: is driving them is inside. is deep.
0: A wound in the soul never gets satisfied. Never is completely appreciative of anything. Because the wound is even growing. Any wound that is not treated, what happens to it? It festers. Every wound that the enemy has used someone to, uh, to inflict upon us, may the healing start today in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. As a matter of fact, bring me Job 7 verse 11 quickly. Forgiveness is the detoxification of the soul. You can write that down. Forgiveness is detoxing your soul. Science has proven that if you do not detox, you will die faster, you will get sick, you will deal with a lot of things because generally there's toxins in all our bodies. And the toxins that in the soul can only be taken out by forgiveness. Imagine you piling more toxins into your body. How long will you last? Forgiveness is a detoxification of the soul. The soul is the seat of your intellect, the seat of your will, and the seat of your feelings. Those people that... that they, 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 their feelings are so challenged. They, 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 you know that something's wrong with them. They always feel wrong about everything. It's evidence of what a wound in the soul. If you say you're fine, why? If you say good morning, so? You know, they can't just feel right. Something is deeply wrong. So, ahem. Uh-huh. Ahem. Uh-huh. Therefore, I will not restrain my mouth. Listen to this. I will speak in the anguish of my spirit. I will complain in the bitterness of my soul. When the soul has a wound, it's a bitter soul. Bible talks about the root of bitterness. It defiles everything. It just spoils everything. Opportunities, they will spoil it. Relationship, they will spoil it. Ministry, they will spoil it. May we not be spoilers in Jesus' name. I have a scripture about justification. I was speaking to Minister Adripere this evening. Uh, Psalm 41 and verse 9. Psalm 41 and verse 9, the New Living Translation. Listen, can I tell you something? You need to stop justifying how you feel. As a matter of fact, you will not set yourself free. You will not forgive. You will not forget as long as you are justifying it. So the first rule here is let us go to why we justify what we do. You want to ask a question? Yes, sir.
2: Simple contribution, sir. Uh, This is something that happened to me a while back. Somebody very close did something and it was so painful. So there was a day I went to visit that person. And when I left and got back in the car, before even starting the car, the voice that came to me said, Forgive. And I've been into the Bible to check what that person did to me and the sins and everything. So I've been justified. But God said, forgive. And I said, no. He came back again and I said, forgive. Just right there. It was as if I was just alone in the world.
0: No, leave the scripture. Leave the scripture. Don't change it. Just stay with me. Leave the scripture on the screen. It was
2: just between me and God. Mm-hmm. So the third time he said, forgive. And I said, no. I felt... With the spirit of God just lifted off, and the fear in me was so bad and I just said, Okay, God, I'll forgive. And peace came back to me. But here, what I felt when I said no the third time, I pray nobody will feel that same feeling. Because it was as if you were open to everything.
0: Anything can happen, can happen now. Your security is gone. is gone. May the spirit of the Lord not depart from us. Amen. The Bible calls it Ikabod. The spirit departs. Once the spirit departs, anything that was waiting to get at you and your family has a free reign. It is in the presence of, the light, of light that darkness stays away. Once light goes, darkness takes over. May darkness not take over our lives in Jesus' name.
2: Pastor, my question is how why did God forgive that person or why did God tell me to forgive the person? Let's
0: appreciate him first. That's an honest question. Because a pastor um, is telling you now at
2: least I was obedient to forgive.
0: I need someone to go up there and tell them to stay with the scriptures. I don't want to see no imagery. Yes.
5: Something happened today. I went to a company this evening when I was coming and they told us that we should hold on that there is an emergency meeting that they need to resolve it. So we we're waiting. Unknowingly for us, the person we're going to go and meet is the GM of the company who was having the, between himself and one of the subordinates, and they said the thing has been lingering for the last five years. The two of you let go, they refuse. So they said the board just said the two of them should resign and go today. And this is someone that hangs close to like three million, and the other person was still a subordinate. But you know, they just had to tell them the two of you, you know what? Just go home. And I was just asking myself that God have mess you. As if they, they've been fighting, and the two of them are just saying, you know what? Never.
0: And they told of them to told
1: you both of them to go.
0: You know what that means? if you keep resisting the instruction of the Lord, you may end up empty-handed. That will not be our portion in Jesus' name. Do you know that these people that you're talking about, this may be the last job they will ever see? And people will say, what fools? Mm. What fools? They have wife, they have children, they have dependents. But the sense of justification that this fight, I won't settle this fight. coming. Let me quickly read this scripture. You were on the New Living Translation. Can you go there and just stay with me, please? It says, I cannot keep from speaking. I must express my anguish. My bitter soul must what? My bitter soul must what? Complain. One of the things about the people with a wounded soul is they are complaining. They, they they don't spend time with thanksgiving. May the Lord help us in Jesus' name. I, I, I told you to bring another scripture. Can you bring that up quickly? Psalm 14 and verse 9. 41 and verse 9. 41 and verse 9. It says, even my familiar friend with me, in whom I trusted, who even ate my bread, Has lifted his heel against me. New Living Translation. Even, come on now, my best friend, the one I trusted a bit, the one who shared my food, has turned against me. When that happens, you have not seen a fight until best friends fight. Very bitter. When some marriages break down, you have not seen ugliness before. Why? Because somebody feels justified. The person that feels justified will never listen to God. Like the two people you are talking about. They never take counsel until the sun sets and it's too late. The only person that is justified to be angry at sin is the one who hung on the cross. Hello? The only person that really should feel justified is Jesus because he paid for the sins of the whole world. Yes, we may feel like that to a certain degree, but let us humble ourselves and say, what about the Lord who made all things? And in any case, like he said, at the expense of your future, quarreling puts you in a castle behind bars. There's nothing as sad as you can smell destiny, you can see it, but you can't access it. And you see other people moving into destiny. May that never be our portion in the name of Jesus. As a matter of fact, sometimes your abilities will not produce the result because there is this nasty smell of unforgiveness. You want to say something? You want to say something? Please let's hear. She, she's a new face. What's your name? I can't hear you yet. Very good. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah.
4: Okay, um, my question is okay. <laughs> what's Shema said? When someone has done something against you, you try. you actually
5: forgive the person without the person even asking for forgiveness. You've moved on and the person keeps doing the same thing again, coming out in a different, you try to look it like what you said, Pastor, that when someone does something, like the person that came back, the guy that came back from jail and is asking for forgiveness, like okay, you've forgiven the person, but try to study the person that this person is genuinely sorry as we painted, and then this person does something else. And then you try to say, okay, let me move on from this, and the, and the person keeps coming. It's almost like the person is a demon that has been assigned to just upset you. How do you forgive?
0: Can you appreciate that first? <laughs> you know, life is in circles. Let me teach you that. God does not expect you to bring everybody to your inner circle. That's a mistake you're making. You have a right to determine the kind of person you want in your inner circle. Can I tell you something? Listen, somebody that is in my 40th circle cannot affect me like somebody in your first four circles. So by allowing the person so much proximity to you, that's when they can have access to make you feel like that. Can I, can I tell you something? Do you know that the Bible says Jesus Christ, he did not stay in Jerusalem. Was it Jerusalem, Galilee? Because they did not believe. He moved away. And he was operating with them from a distance. You know, some of us, we don't put enough distance between us and people. I can love you, but it doesn't mean I'm going to be up close and personal with you. Is your spouse? Oh, oh. Eh. How did you get there in the first place? <laughs> no, no. How did you get there in the first place? You didn't. You didn't test it. Oh, okay. You, you found out later. shut up. Eh. It's very close now. Oluwato, is that what you're talking about? Okay.
4: Yes, like like she mentioned, what it is your spouse. Like you were talking about entitlement. Mm-hmm. Like in relationships, you have one person that probably is the one that says sorry all of the time, even when you are not the one that should say sorry. Mm-hmm. And then there are times you just feel, well, even when you did something last time, I said sorry. Like me too, Don't I feel like I should also be yes, sorry? You sorry. Depending on how close you are, determines how much you affect
0: me. me. Yes.
4: There are some people that I don't even bother quarreling with. If you like, knock your head against the wall, I will not feel it because I tell myself, you are, you are not even affecting. It's not like what you did. I don't feel it, but I won't let it get to me. Mm-hmm. But there are some people you just don't have a choice. It gets to you. You can let go, but you just feel like, no, let me stay. Old.
0: I'm not answering the question. You see the question of a husband and wife is for is for another setting. And no. We can't answer husband and wife question here. Let, let me take one or on two more contributions.
6: Praise the Lord. Okay, in this issue of forgiveness, I believe that the Holy Spirit plays a big role. Mm. Um I determined early that I wanted to forgive, but it was difficult. I kept asking the Holy Spirit to help me. It was something I wanted. I wanted a gift of forgiveness. Pastor, when it happened, I didn't know. I realized that sometimes I can't get angry or I can't just hold somebody. And I'm like, why can't I vent so much? Why can't I hold this person? And you know, it became scary. And then one day the Holy Spirit said to me, you ask for the spirit of forgiveness. I have given you why are you complain so I believe that sometimes we can't fight. We, we, can't, we can't do it on our own. We Absolutely. have to allow. In fact, we have to allow the place of the Holy Spirit Amen. to help us to deal with the issue of unforgiveness.
0: Uh, whilst you, okay, she's we put up our hand. Let me read the scripture to confirm what you're saying. Psalm 118 verse five, the Contemporary English Version. Psalm 118 verse five. CEV Contemporary English version It says when I was Really hurting Stay with me It didn't say if When I was really Really hurting I prayed to the Lord He answered my prayer And took my worries Away But when you see A lot of people pray with their lips what happened to you is you prayed with your heart a lot of us we have not prayed about forgiveness from our hearts because we're still harboring justification we're still harboring entitlement we still have resentment when you leave that and say God I want to be able to live free from today God is able to transform us But let me put a warning there. That's different from healing your heart or your soul. The grace to forgive. You find that some people are very forgiving. But most of us are not. Can I get a witness? So let me even ask a question. How many people are willing to pray from your heart today like this? So that God gives us a forgiving spirit. You know, you're doing yourself a lot of favor because you won't have so much baggage anymore. Do you know the truth? Many people have too much baggage. What are you doing? What good has the baggage done for you? Has he built your house? Has he made you the governor of Lagos State? Has he improved your C- C- you, your Your BP is higher. The toxins in your body are higher. Your lifespan is being reduced. Insomnia. And then your destiny Is at risk. There's no point. I promise I wanted to hear you quickly. Oh, okay. I've been looking this side. Okay. All right. Forgive me. Forgive me. It gets all of us, not only you.
5: So I. To forgive him and let him out of my mind. But he kept on doing something that's what you want. Okay, because my mom died, I'm always having this issue that he's the cost of his happiness. Okay, so I decided to, to be on my own and I don't go to him. So yeah, I'm a professional
0: person. No, it's a family meeting.
5: Okay, so I, okay, at a point I was going according to my siblings so that we could believe in Monday, have a relationship meeting. But after my mom's death I couldn't take it anymore, So he's been trying to like come close to us. side to
0: He's been the, trying. Come on, help me in love on her. Wow, you are the hero of the evening. Wow. Help me give a standing ovation. Get your mind for what are you waiting for? There is a song that the Lord revealed to me. He said that it's not so much about any particular formula, it's about drawing closer to the Lord. With your wounded soul, let
1: your living in
0: the point I want us to get to where nobody is feeling justified anymore. Nobody has any theorems anymore. Everybody just wants a healing in their soul. Everybody just wants a transformation in their family. Everybody just wants a new beginning. I brought a movie to church and some of you didn't come and you need to repent. And the movie, the title is That Song. Somebody help. I can only imagine. See, I wish you watched the movie with us. The guy who wrote that song, I can only imagine, is a true story. His father was a demon. He was ugly. And he even wanted to kill the man. In fact, he raised something and the man said, finish it. And he dropped it. When he Allow the Lord to heal his soul. The transformation he saw in the man, he wrote that song for the man. And that song is the best-selling single gospel music till today. He said, when I let go, the same man changed Let us allow the negative waters to flow over our soul. I want someone to just lift your hands to the Lord. Lift that family member to the Lord. Lift your spouse to
1: the Lord. My soul
0: me questions about the spouses that will not change. I don't pretend to know all the answers to everybody's questions but I know the Lord who has a solution for everybody. I told you I had a situation with my biological mother whilst I was criticizing my stepmother. When I got to know my biological mother, she did the most atrocious thing. She wrote everybody disowning me even whilst my father's body was still in the mortuary because of the way she wanted me to present at his burial. My pain was crushing because my dad was shot when I was 50. I was only 25. Never had the counsel of my father growing up and all that. And this was a time of the deepest soul of my life. And she wrote everybody and I swore that I was not going to have anything to do with her. And after the burial, I stayed away from her. And then I heard that she fell into a gutter. You know, those planks they put on gutter, it broke and it tore all the skin on the front of her leg, the bone was showing. And the Lord says, what are you going to do? Go and see I said, go and see who? I was angry. I was shouting. And then I finally went like you. And I said, sorry. And the Lord said, sorry. You should do something about it." I said, do something about what? She didn't even raise me. And she has audacity to say she disowned me. He said, the reason she fell in the gutter, she doesn't have a car. Buy her a car. I said, me? But with whose money? And I went home and I repented. I didn't even have Naira. I flew to London. I swear I flew to London. I cashed the money in pounds because I was a maritime lawyer. I didn't have Naira. I came to Nigeria. I paid in 50 pound notes. I licensed the car. I did insurance. I drove it to her house. I said, Mommy, sorry about what happened. This is the car. You know what happened? The woman who behaved so ugly. She changed. And every time she saw me, she would start dancing. That was the beginning of our relationship. If she died and I wasn't talking to her, the wound in my soul would have killed me by now. What I'm testifying to you about is, everybody has pain. But when God says, do something, that is your opportunity. Can you sing, he touched me? May the Lord touch someone today.
1: He's touched me. He's oh, he touched touch me. me. Yeah. Oh, I know the joy that fills my soul. I say something happens Something.
0: Someone to sing, and God is going to move. I want someone to worship, and God is going to change that situation, change that person.
1: Oh, what joy fills my soul! I say so.
0: and I want everyone to take this moment and speak about the wound in your soul and let the living waters begin to flow over our soul to heal the wounds let the balm of Gilead medicate the bruises in our feelings even as the Lord works upon us May the Holy Spirit touch those are our loved ones that make life very difficult for us. Make Christianity almost impractical. Because the heart of the King is still in God's hand. The one who can change anybody, the one who changed Saul to become Paul. He's still on the throne. This is your moment. Don't make God too small. Don't, don't, don't make God too small. There's nothing impossible with God. Thank you for this hour. I know a lot is happening in the spiritual realm. I know God is putting bandages on the souls of men. I know the balm of Gilead is being released. I know the Holy Spirit is arresting errant family members. I know things are taking shape in the spirit. Help us to remain in this attitude of faith, the attitude of letting go, so that we can let God do what he wants to do in our lives. And I pray that, Lord, as we do this, we'll access the greater uh, destiny that awaits us in the name of the Lord Jesus. I pray for Falake that even as her dad comes, you will witness the power of God like you've never been before. Amen. And your testimony will, will, will help all of us to, 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 to press further and to allow God to do what only God can do. I pray for your siblings that there will be peace and there will be faith and there will be grace upon you to walk with the Spirit of the Lord and cause to see this man transformed to the glory of God. Let every family here receive this ointment of healing in the name of the Lord Jesus. Let our testimonies be complete and so that we stand in awe of God. Never again making God small concerning our situations and so shall it be in Jesus' mighty name. Uh, uh, What kind of amen
2: is that?